Well, good morning, all, and Happy New Year. I stole that line. It's not original. Mark Jacobson approached me over new student orientation with that phrase, and there's deep truth in that. Here we go, yet another academic season, so Happy New Year. I want to start uh, this chapel cycle with several announcements, the first of which is I would like you to join me in, well, in thanking uh, people who make this chapel service happen. She's in the back of the room. Her name is Elizabeth. She's on the bench. This is our newest snag, Jessica, who's uh, coordinator of chapel music. So there's Jessica. We have Jen. We have Elena. We have Rabbi Bell. And we have Carlos doing sound. Join me in thanking them. The numbers you need to remember are one, two, three, six. Repeat after me. One, two, three, six. Okay, there was an epic fail right there because I said repeat after me and you joined me. So the numbers are? Uh, when we get to the hymn, O oh God, Our Help in Ages Past, those are the verse numbers that we're going to sing. All right? One, two, three, and six. We have a new theme uh, for chapel. You can see it on the cover of your bulletin. You see it up on the screen. It will be uh, uh, literally embedded all over the service on this day, known and loved. We believe in a God who knows us all in all and through and through and still loves us immensely. I think those are enough announcements. Do you all have bulletins? Fabulous. With that, let's stand. God who loves us. God who knows us. This God gather us to remind us that we are known and loved. Blessed are you in the name of God. Amen. Holy and life-giving God, know us and love us. You know all our secrets and still you know us. You are the weaver of our dreams and dance with us in our hurt, and therein you know us and love us. When we are weak, lacking confidence, intentionally disengaged, there you are, listening and encouraging as you know us and love us. Hold us close. Know us and love us. Bless now this time of worship as we are drawn to you, as you speak to us and as we respond in prayer and song, listening for your mercy and guidance. Amen. God's grace, God's peace be with you all. Our story is from the Gospel of John chapter four. You can read it at your leisure she did a powerful job describing it. 
The woman in the story of the woman at the well. We don't know her name. It's never written. We don't know her age. We don't know her profession, what keeps her engaged in the community. We only have a few critical details. Here's one of them. It's the longest one-on-one -on -one chat that anyone has with Jesus in the Gospel of John, which is reason enough for us to stop and think about this woman from Samaria. We know this. She's been married five times. And this was not terribly uncommon in her day. Mortality rates for males was short. Battles took out some. And then there was famine and disease and injury. Men in those days dropped like flies. Now she was living with man number six. And as author Liz Curtis Higgs calls her, she is one of the slightly bad girls of the Bible. This last week, Vice President Melinda Roper, during her new, new student orientation welcome, used this phrase, finding your people. Who are your people, she asked. We know this about the woman at the well. Her people were a part of a tribe denounced by other tribes and vice versa. The culture of her day lived under the provision that certain men of the tribe were not to speak with women, especially women who were not of your own tribe. We learn that she was in need of water, perhaps even thirsty. The layers of the story are deep. The story itself is framed by cultural segregation, discrimination, sexism, theological bias, just to name a few. This story and its frame is not unlike our day and time and even the issues we're wrestling with here at Cal Lutheran. In short, here's the story. It includes a woman, a clay jar, a well, and Jesus' simple request. Will you give me a drink? The request sounded benign enough. Will you give me a drink? But wait! There are rules here. There are cultural codes. There are patterns of behavior there are unspoken and even spoken expectations. 
people from Jesus' tribe did not talk to the people of her tribe. People of her tribe were called upon to kill the people of Jesus' tribe. The he's of the tribe were not to speak with the hers of any tribe publicly. His religious persuasion believed to be superior over her religious persuasion, a polytheistic, anthropomorphic, all-out-in-space kind of religion. But by now you're thinking, all he did was ask her for a drink. All we know is that she came to the well and was perhaps thirsty. Thirsty. Thirsty for what? It begs the question, what are you thirsty for? Perhaps the simplest answer will become the line for our chapel series over this year. To be known and loved. Imagine it this way. God knows us all in all, and through and through, and still, God loves us. God already knows all our secrets, all our shame, all our masks, our self-pride, our arrogance, our capacity to stir the pot. We have a God who looks in and understands those moments when we think we're smarter than the person we're standing next to and dismiss others because we disagree. God also knows what brings us joy, what are our causes for celebration, what makes our heart beat with love, and what actions we're invited into to serve the needs of many. God knows. God loves. This year, University Chapel will focus on the God that knows us, and in that knowing, loves us. It is my hope that as you engage this theme, you will know more deeply the presence of God and fall deeper in love with this God. Amen. In God's name, let us pray. Everything we see has its roots in something unseen, unknown to us. Trees, rose bushes, discrimination, arrogance, self-centeredness, cavalier assumptions. So also are love, pleasure, harmony, and grace. Holy God, deepen our roots in your soil of mercy and compassion, that we would be known as your people of grace and love. Amen.
People of God, be certain of this. You are known and loved by God. Amen. Amen.